Hello, welcome. So this will be a um, special episode of The Smoking Room again. We, today we will be talking about the epitaph. And not only we're going to talk about how to solve the epitaph, because, you know, that part is easy. That part's old It's not that now. easy. It's... Okay, okay. It's not that easy. You only need to look up a map of Taiwan. And understand Japanese. Okay, okay, okay. okay. So, um, but before we get there, this is your host, Mushroom, and all we also have... This. Uh, hi, I'm uh, Kirby, and I think this is my first time on... Uh, the smoking room or really any of the uh umuneko content on this uh channel so if you're seeing me for the first time uh hello we turned Kirby into a smoker congratulations everyone <laughs> <laughs> yes and i am yensid i was asked just randomly an hour before they started recording hey you want to join the episode and i was like no i do not want to and then five minutes before they start recording, I was just like, okay, I'll join. We held him at gunpoint. <laughs> oh, yeah. We didn't say this, but Smoking Room is always spoiler-filled. We're going to talk about lots of spoilers. So, today we're going to talk about the epitaph. So, to prep you, like, listeners beforehand, I, uh, Mushroom, was um, editing the Book Club 14 before we were starting this episode. And what actually happened is that in Book Club 14, we covered the part in EP3 where Eva and solves the epitaph and she becomes Evatris. And during that episode, due to, like in the spoiler section, we end up getting into a 20 minute long conversation where I explain to both Lorenzo and Des how to solve the epitaph and the different um, translation differences and so on and so forth. What I realized is that that was such a humongous conversation that it would basically weigh down the episode. So I cut all of that out. And after I cut all that out, I was like, wait, then, then how are we going to explain the epitaph and all that stuff? <laughs> so this is how this episode started. So now we're going to have a whole smoking room where we first spend the first half explaining epitaph. And then the second half, we're going to go through something more exciting, which is that we're going to go and go through old BBS boards, Japanese explanations of the epitaph that turn out to be wrong but that was actually referenced in Umineko and yeah. we're gonna get there we're gonna get there so after the smoking room where we cut out the whole chunk of a book club episode made a whole smoking room out of it we decided to do the same thing for the second time the smoking room is becoming the OVA of the book club <laughs> that's very true uh, it basically it basically is where we have to like take out a chunk from the book club and put it somewhere. So before we dive into explaining the epitaph, I wanted to ask what everybody's knowledge on the epitaph is. So Dust, I know I explained all of the epitaph to you last time. So what's your knowledge on the epitaph now? I think I get the epitaph now, but before being explained what the epitaph was all about, I was like, this is fucking stupid. But then Mushroom told me how to solve it, and I was like, okay, maybe this is not that stupid. Even when it was fully explained to me, I just felt like, okay, how, how was I ever going to get this? <laughs> I, I don't understand. I'm basically another himbo of the episode, because, like, when I was, like, trying to solve through Umineko in the first place, I was just like, this seems to have no benefit to me and seems like a very fucking vague and silly riddle. I am not going to attempt to solve it. Yeah, pretty I, I much I still, same. like, barely remember what the actual explanation was. Whoa. Okay, cool. You're just the person we needed. Yes, exactly. 
exactly. That's you are exactly the people we needed. It would be really silly of me to explain it in front of two more people who actually knew how to solve the epitaph.、Mm-hmm. Uh, before we start solving the epitaph, I would like to talk about translations in general. So we all know that the original translation of the epitaph, is,、uh, the original version of the epitaph, is in Japanese. True. And the thing about the Japanese epitaph is that the epitaph is involves some kind of it involves wordplay and involves like basically arranging letters and so on and so forth. So those are the type of things that are very intricate and kind of difficult to solve. So there's actually four different translations of the epitaph.、Mm. How I knew about this is because my friend Dubs, who is currently reading Lumineko, when the epitaph came up, he asked me. He was like, "Oh yeah, is it possible for me to solve the epitaph, or if it's possible for me to just read the English translation to solve the epitaph?" So I was like, "Oh, then let me just find you the translations." And that's how I found out there was four translations in total. The first translation is the witch hunt translation. So back in the day when witch hunt first started translating Umineko, they translated a basically a literal translation of the epitaph. That's a translation without knowing the solution. And then later on, when EP seven came out, witch hunt ended up going back to revise their translation, which I think was also similar to the translation that was used in the manga. And then there's also a steam translation of the epitaph, which is interesting because the steam translation of the epitaph comes so late. Like it came out like in 2019, and that version of the epitaph changes bits of the wording of the epitaph. 2019? It's that recent? God damn. Or maybe 20. No, it's 2016. Oh, yeah, okay. 2016? Okay, 2016. That's also so very. Ooh, still very late.、Uh-huh. That version of the epitaph has complete changes a lot of wording to make it. You're able to、uh, solve it better in English.、Hmm. So you'd have an advantage with the Steam translation. No, not really. We'll get there. Okay. <laughs> And then I think there's another version. There's two witch hunt translations, one manga, one Steam. So when I send all of that to my friend Dubs, my friend Dubs was like, "Oh yeah, so it's actually kind of cheating to know all the differences because if you see what the differences is, you actually know those are the parts that you're supposed to focus on to solve it." Wait, I have a question. So from the four different versions of the epitaphs, only the manga and the Steam version、uh, were written knowing what the answer was. Is that correct? No, the Witch Hunt Two also. Uh, the second one, okay. Yes. Thank you, professor. Okay. Um. I know that this isn't an official translation, but does the Umaneko project have a different translation, or is it the、uh, Witch Hunt translation again? From what I'm looking at, it seems to be the Witch Hunt Two. Yes, it should be the Witch Hunt Two. Yeah. Uh, because um the biggest tell part, the telling part about. If you can tell if it's the Steam translation or if it's the Witch Hunt translation, is that if you read the Ninth Twilight, so the Ninth Twilight for the Steam version says, "On the Ninth Twilight, at the journey end, you shall attend the power of the Golden Land's treasure once and for the last time." So that's、mm-hmm. the the Steam version, but the original version that basically is more literal to the、um, the Japanese version is. Would either be some something like in the tenth twilight, the journey shall end and open upon the land of gold, or on the tenth night, the journey will end and you shall reach the capital which the gold gold dwells. So those are older versions. That sounds so wrong. Doesn't it sound super <laughs> wrong hearing the version of the epitaph you didn't? Yeah,、finish? yeah. Oh,、um, oh yeah, definitely. Like, oh, I guess so. I guess I'm hearing this like the capital of gold. <laughs> Should we read out the epitaph again, just for people who don't remember it? 
Sure. Okay, but do, in, do it in a very dramatic voice. You, you gotta really... Behold the sweet fish river running through my beloved hometown. You who seeks the golden land, follow its path downstream in search of the key. As you travel down it, you will see a village. In that village, look for the shore the two will tell you of. And there sleeps the key to the golden land. The one who obtained the key must then travel to the golden land to acquaintance with these rules. On the first twilight, offer the six chosen by the key as sacrifice. On the second twilight, those who remain shall tear apart the two who are close. On the third twilight, those who remain shall praise my noble name. On the fourth twilight, gouge the head and kill. On the fifth twilight, gouge the chest and kill. On the sixth twilight, gouge the stomach and kill. On the seventh twilight, gouge the knee and kill. On the eighth twilight, gouge the leg and kill. On the ninth twilight, the witch shall revive and none shall be left alive. On the tenth twilight, at the journey's end, you shall attain to the power of the Golden Land's treasure, once and for the last time. The witch shall praise the wise and bestow four treasures. One shall be all the gold from the Golden Land, one shall be the resurrection of all the dead souls. One shall be the resurrection of the love that was lost. One shall be to put the witch to sleep for all time. Sleep peacefully, my beloved witch Beatrice. The end. So that's the epitaph. I'm going to talk about all the hints first, and then I'm going to talk about the translation differences, and then we're going to talk about how you solve it, and yes. that's the order. Okay, okay. that makes sense. So, the epitaph was just briefly mentioned in EP1. As in briefly, as in everybody shows up, reads the epitaph, and they get to this letter from Beatrice and says, solve this epitaph or you die. <laughs> and then everybody dies. And then everybody <laughs> dies. <laughs> and then literally last minute, Balor was like standing in like Kingsley's room, and he looks at the portrait, and he looks at the epitaph, and he's like, "Oh yeah, the epitaph! Holy shit, the wait, killing!" Wait, we still have to solve that. There's only ten minutes left. Oh yeah, god! Yeah, he was like, "Wait, the killings! There were all the epitaphs this whole time." And then that's the end of EP one. They don't even get close to even like looking at the epitaph. And the epitaph was brought up again in EP. Then the EP one tea party where they were like, oh, let's get together and solve the epitaph just like the witch wanted us to. Like, let's put our heads together and not get like super like bogged down by all this murder or something. So this is the time when basically all you have is like the epitaph itself, not many clues. So in EP two, we still don't actually have that much of clues about the epitaph, but there's a very interesting thing that happens in EP two. So. In EP2, we go to the chapel door, and of course, the first chapel killing, first twilight happens. And when they were leaving the chapel, they uh, look up at the, there's like weird words on top of the chapel. Basically, everybody looks at it, and Balor looks at it, and Balor's like, oh, well, my English sucks. Like, what does this say? Like, <laughs> like the English says, this door is dot 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 opened, dot dot dot, only at dot dot dot, the probability of, and then a word that he doesn't know. And then George, as a brain cell he is, uh, looks at it and it's like MBTQ. And he's like, oh, how many 
does that mean i don't even know i can't even count that like what is that number like he doesn't even say number he just says like what is mbtq and then he just doesn't say anything he's just like i don't know what that is yeah and that shows up in ep2 new rules so that is something interesting because now we know that there's like a word on the chapel and it says the door will open in the only at the probability of something and yep. it seems to be mbtq so basically just keep that knowledge i guess um we won't use it for a while and then we can jump to ep3 so ep3 is basically where we learn a lot about the epitaph because in ep3 we actually have a scene like finally the family sit down and they're trying to solve the epitaph. So the siblings sit together and they talk about the epitaph with their spouses. So this is also where we learn that there is a mysterious mansion, hidden mansion on the island, and it's called Kuadorigan, which kind of sounds like quadrillion. Oh, I didn't even think of that. <laughs> oh, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, so Kuadorigan, quadrillion, but yes. So in EP3, this is where all the parents actually sit down and talk about the epitaph, which is a lot where a lot of epitaph theories spawn from that conversation. Yeah. And they talk about like what could be the Sweetfish River, and they talk about like their beloved homeland, and then they talk about like oh they're from like Odawara, but then immediately everybody shoots it down. They're like oh nobody cares about like or nobody cares about Odawara. Like dad didn't care about it. Nobody cared about it. And then they talked about like oh Sweetfish, it's like a freshwater water like place. And everybody talks about all these like different hints. They like thought it might be like something that's like a bloodline. They talk about like family tree. Yeah, they throw out a lot of hypotheses. They like throw out a lot of shit. Like <laughs> they talk about like village and like the word village has the word like sato, which is it's li um, if you're a Chinese speaker. And in Maria's name, the li is also there. And then they were like, oh, like Maria's name is like. Rosa's own choice and like only the characters was chosen by Kingzul blah 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 all that and also Kirby just to blow your minds out uh did you know that Kingzul actually literally just means gold that's hidden that's literally <laughs> his name that's great <laughs> yeah um just pretense I read this whole thing in Chinese and I'm a Chinese speaker and I read enough Japanese to get by basically so this is how I'm gonna explain all of the word and character meanings and i'm explaining it both from a chinese perspective and a japanese perspective right, right. but yes so they talk about anagrams and then they talk about like playing with letters and blah blah blah, blah. eva something finally pops in her head she realized something about sweetfish river and then she gets an atlas and then she solves the epitaph so that's all the clues that ep3 gives you okay so up until now the clues we have is what the word that's missing up above on the chapel is a word that is part of a sequence and said sequence starts with the letters george gave us we got the clue that we might need an atlas and we get the clue that it's a word play the key is a word play yeah okay. and then something something sweet fish river something something yeah yeah so that's every single hint you basically get in question art I don't think they give you any more... Oh, specifically speaking, the only hint you get in EP4 is actually this. In the end of every... Like, the, all the conversation between Battler and Beatrice, and after Beatrice basically says, Who am I? Which is the most, like, fucking crazy moment. Before that, uh, basically, Beatrice looks at Battler and was like, I have nothing else to say to you. Go to the chapel. Mm. That's the, another hit. And then the other humongous in EP4 is that when Angel is going around and meeting a bunch of people in the 1998 
world, she goes and meets Kumasawa's son. She meets the son, and the son talks about, like, oh, yeah, like, my mom was actually, like, kind of weird, and she was, like, really into, like, mystery novels and shit. So when Angel was looking on, on the table, she finds, like, a bunch of pictures, and then one of the pictures that she finds is a, it was a picture of a large door of a Western-style house or something, uh, and yeah. she and she can't really see, some, uh, see anything about it. And her son was, like, it whispered that it pointed out to the location of the 10 ton of hidden gold, and then she looks at the arch above the door, which, where, where she reads like English words on there and it seems to be what the picture was focused on and the pen writes uh, the translation of into Japanese and it says the door would only open at the probability of one out of quadrillion but it doesn't say quadrillion in the text it basically gives you like how many zeros is that? Uh, 12 zeros. A lot of zeros. A lot of zeros. Too many. So if you're too fucking stupid, you, if you look at a bunch of zeros and you're like, what the fuck number is that? Me. You'll never arrive at the word quadrillion. You'll be like, oh, that's a lot no, of zeros. No, you will. You will because because of George's hint. It goes from M, which is million, to B, which well, is billion. Well, yeah, but like at that point, at that point, you have read like, I don't know, 80 hours to 100 hours of Umineko. How would you even remember George's hint, which is yeah. M to B to T to Q, which is million, billion, trillion, quadrillion. I, I I actually don't think I even remembered that until it was brought up just now, if I'm being entirely honest. <laughs> no That's how worries, far back no it worries. was in my mind. I, I, I hope, Kirby, what I want you to walk out of this is to feel like you're super big brain. We're going to explain so much random stuff. It's going to be so much fun. You can flex on the two other people you know who, who would care about hearing about... <laughs> Hear about the epitaph. Yeah. Because it actually makes sense. Like, as I said before this, I was like, this is fucking dumb. Only Japanese people would be able to figure this shit out. And I'm like, no, this, the epitaph is actually cool. Like, I think... Yeah, yeah and, 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 and some Japanese people couldn't even solve it. We will get there. We'll get to the <laughs> Japanese people who mm-hmm. came up with other series. So this is the fun part. Andrew says, I tried to solve it many times by myself, but I never had a clue what it meant. And it seems like many witch hunters try to solve it as well. I also found theories like Laplace theory and Enoura theory in certain books. However, neither of those theories were conclusive. And these are the two theories that actually exist, right? Yes. So remember those two theories, Laplace theories and Enoura theories. Yeah, right. these are theories that fans made and Rukishi was just like, I'm going to reference them because I'm a cool author yet still. Yeah. For now. So this is a very interesting thing because when my friend Dubs was reading this part of EP4, he was like, hey, uh, what do, you, what do you know what this La Plata theory and Anna theory is about? And I was like, I don't know. So I googled those English words, of course, on English Google. And it didn't, nothing came out. Like, it was mostly just like pages that link back to Umineko Let's Place. So I was like, oh, you know, it's probably just something like Ryukishi like made up. So then um, I was curious because I don't know if you guys have played the original Witch Hunt version, but Witch Hunt versions for the question arc had had Gwimwars. So which the Gwimwars are called are basically... Yes, yes. Uh, oh, damn, I read which version then. It's confirmed because I remember the Grimoires. Okay, so you actually read the Witch Hunt version then? Yeah. Okay, interesting. I think the Grimoires were in the Umineko Project version too. Oh, cool. Yeah, and I read the Umineko Project version. Like, Grimoires are like the translation note kind of stuff, right? Yes, correct. So I actually find them really helpful because they're actually really, really interesting and they provide you more thoughts. And it specifically like notes things for you 
uh, like even if you like didn't really caught it the first time. And one of the things that was noted in EP's four grimoire was that it says, "Oh, La Plata theory and and Ogura theory were both real theories on Japanese BBS boards." And I was like, "Wait." Really? Oh. So I was like, "Oh, then they must actually exist." So I decided I was like, "Okay, let's just type all of this in Japanese. Go put it on Google JP and like see what it comes up." And that's when I found my gold mine of very interesting Japanese BBS theories. But we'll get that soon. Now we have all our question mark hints. So now we know there's this word quadrillion on the top of the chapel. We we know the extent of the epitaph. We know there's an atlas, and that's. Basically, it like, isn't that enough to solve the epitaph. Yes, that's enough. That's enough to solve the epitaph. But I do want to say one of the interesting thing is is that in the very beginning of EP five, you are given the hint that so Natsuhi and Kraus has this extremely romantic like traveling together in、um, Taiwan,、mm-hmm. and he talks about like have this like. I don't know what they're called, but they're called binlong in Chinese. But like, have this thing, like chew on it and then spit it out and blah blah blah.、And、he's like, oh, father used to really like it. I guess he had it a lot when he was in his youth. And that's another thing that you're supposed to know. I think they're in Hong Kong or something. But you only you would know that that's something that's only like popular in like Southern、Time. Asia, like Southern East Asia. And that's how you would also know that the Taiwan theory was correct. But yes.、Right. So now, with all of that said, let's solve the epitaph. Let's solve the epitaph. <laughs> okay. So one of the first thing you look at in the epitaph is the most important part is the sweet fish river part、mm. and the shore part. So like that's the second, it's the middle part of the epitaph. So how you would usually try solving it is by looking at the parts that basically. They wanted you to look at, which is the what they continuously talk about, which is the Sweetfish River part, and then the part where they just continuously talk about how did they get to the village and blah blah blah. So the Sweetfish River part, you're supposed to get to a train stop, but how do you tell us how do you get to the conclusion that it's something in Taiwan? So first thing is that Sweetfish River running through my beloved hometown. So the idea is that they talk about in EP three where the Sweetfish、uh, River. Running through my hometown, and then later on they get to talk about the sweet fish like going up and down, and they're like fishes. It's like a fish going up and down, and then you're like, oh, if the fish goes up and down, then that's like a train. And if you wait, go, wait, wait, look, wait, what? How do you go from fish going up and down to train? The fish, the fish, the fish swims up and down the stream, and that's like a train. Oh, okay. Just metaphor. Okay. Yes, that's a metaphor. I would not associate with that with a train. It's just a metaphor. It's just. I, a, I, I, we'll we'll get there. We can talk about that more because they already talk about like what could it be a metaphor for, and they talk about like it could it be like a family tree, which is still very weird from a, like a sweet fish river because they're thinking about like blood, like as in like our bloodline, like you know, and they talk about like it. It could be a lot of things. Like is it like an up and down elevator? It could be. It could be a literal river, like. But the idea is that you're supp- you supposed to learn that a sweet fish is a freshwater fish. It's a yakuza back tattoo. <laughs> <laughs>、um, one of the things that you're supposed to learn from the sweet fish is that a fresh sweet fish is a freshwater fish, and in、um, Chinese, freshwater is called danshui. So it's there's a danshui river. So danshui river also has a rail line. Which is called the Danshui Rail Line, and that's a river in Taiwan with a Chinese name. That's a okay. So 
pre-explaining all of this. So Taiwan uses uh, Chinese characters, and they speak、uh, okay. Mandarin. So,、okay. or they speak Mandarin and a Taiwanese their own like. Uh, dialect. So the point is that if you want to solve the epitaph, people keep asking me like they're like, oh, if I'm American, can I even solve the epitaph because I don't know Japanese? I'm like Japanese people can't even solve, solve this epitaph, epitaph if you don't know English, and you can't solve the you can't solve the epitaph without knowing English and knowing Japanese and、mm. like knowing、mm. how like characters work、mm. and like maybe some bits of Chinese. Yeah, there was no way. Yeah, there was no way I was ever gonna solve the epitaph. I just kind of like saw it and observed just the fact that this is probably something that is meant for like a very large group of people over a prolonged amount of time in a fandom to solve. Yeah. So I just didn't even try. This is where I'm gonna blow your minds now. So one of the things that is mentioned a lot in the whole like conversation about the epitaph in EP three is that they keep talking about this word like village and shore. They talk about village a lot because in Maria's name, there's a word village in there, like、mm-hmm. in Li, and they talk about the shore, which is An. So if you guys type in,、uh, don't like instead of typing village and shore, type in the Chinese character. I will, sh- I will basically give this for you right now to as a exercise. If you have come to the conclusion enough that you were like, oh, maybe it has something to do with. A train station. Type those two words. Copy those two words that I just put in in the smoking room chat, and then type the word "station" and then put it in Google and see what's the first thing that comes up. Okay. Ah.、Uh, so the first thing that comes up is、uh, called the Qilian station,、uh, which is Q I L I A N station, which also pronounced as the Qilian station. So this is a very interesting thing because. Like even if you were just basically being like, oh, train station, something, something, shore, something, something, village, maybe I don't even know what the key is yet, but like maybe it has something to do with quadrillion. If you see the word Q I L I A N, you are like, oh, blah, that's like the six letters that's supposed to be the key, and then quadrillion. Like, what other fucking word has the word has the letter Q? <laughs> Q and whatever, you know,、right? there's a lot of like, there's a yeah, lot of yeah, overlap yeah. in it. But so, okay, if we were, wait, 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 sorry, break, break time. Because you said,、Break. ah, you know,、uh, Japanese people would also have to know English to solve this, and I'm like, but it's can you really compare? Because like, the, the, someone from Asia, sure, they are not as familiar with、um, Western characters, but still, the, the only Western character shenanigans they have to do is take out this word and then take out characters, whilst we have to like somehow. Find these characters online because you cannot copy the text from the game. <laughs> so you have to somehow find these characters online to then post them on Google and hope that the characters you are looking for in your English search matches the ones that the text uses. Yeah. Okay. Let's. So so we're gonna talk about how that might be possible. So what we just did right now with like the Chidian and the. Village, the shore, and that all of that, and like connecting it with quadrillion. That's a very, that's a, not a very good explanation. We just basically threw a bunch of blind、uh, darts, and it somehow all hit. That's just like working from the solution backwards logic. Uh, no. Uh, we could say that. Like, yes, let's <laughs> sure. Let's. I just personally find it really interesting because. If you have, if you had, you were really sure it's some kind of station, and you know the word li, and you know the word an was very important, then like the village and the shore words were really important, and you search those things up, then、uh, Killian comes up really easily. But 
I actually don't know, like, I actually don't think that's, like, actually that easy to come up. So let's talk about how you can possibly solve it from actually what the epitaph is giving you. So one of the things that you need to know is that you need to know how how does the formation of Chinese goes. So the station that they're actually mentioning is Qirian, which is a station that looks, that has characters that look like this. In the Chinese formation of a word, there usually are parts that mean different things. So do you see uh, the first two characters on the left part of the word has these like two square things? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So those are in both, they're, they're, they mean mouths in Chinese and in Japanese. So basically, any words that have those as a side basically means that the word has something to do with like a sound or a word. So, if you go back to look at the epitaph translation, it says I know, it's so great. I fucking hate riddles. <laughs> my, my, my head I'm is... Not, uh, okay, I'm not the only one whose just like, brain is you, melting. You can just say it how you told it to me, like, Yancid, I'll explain this to you, it's really easy. You just, like, the first two characters are composed by different characters. But what they have in similar is the character for mouth, which is the thing you see on the left side. Right. And so anything that has the character for mouth has something to do with telling something. And the epitaph literally, literally says, look for the shore, the two will tell you of. So this is the two things that are telling us something. The two characters with word mouth, with the character for mouth. Okay. Does that um, make, does that make sense? And, and that's why there's that big cube yes that's where the yeah, cube so, is. so once you see these two characters which the two are telling you of that's how you know that's you're on the right track that's how where yeah. you should keep looking and that's how you arrived at the killian station and then it says there sleeps the key to the golden land so that's your key so now what you want to do is who attained the key must travel to the golden land in accordance with these rules i still don't even remember how we got these japanese characters something about the mouth I'm, like, letter okay let me catch them up let me catch them up from the perspective of someone who doesn't understand what you're saying when you speak chinese okay so Essentially, because we know that this is a sweet fish river, right? Then it's a river with sweet fish. So what Mush did was look for a river which is literally called Sweet Fish River in Wait, Chinese, right? No, no, right? no, no, no. Okay. So how do we know that we are supposed to use the word quadrillion for this? So yes. there's two versions that we can solve it by, but we're going to talk about the English version first. So the Steam version that was translated after the um, after knowing the answer, it says, On the 10th twilight at the journey ends, you shall attain the power of the Golden Lands treasure once and for the last time. And that is uh, very different from the original Japanese text. So this is actually math, which is really interesting. So the idea is that you are math. going from... Yes, yes math. math. But it makes sense. Yes, it makes sense. So the 10th twilight says the 10 twilights are raised to the fourth exponent because the idea is that they're saying that on the 10th twilight at a journey end you shall attain the power of the golden lands treasure to the power of yes the power oh of oh my god oh so god. the 10th twilight <laughs> And thus raised to the fourth exponent of each of the Golden Lands treasure. And the result is you raise the fourth exponent again to fulfill the phrase of once and for the last time forming 10 quadrillion with the words 10th, uh, 10th power, like <laughs> power to oh the four. God. So, and that's how. <laughs> that's 10 quadrillion. <laughs> 
And that's how you get 10 quadrillion. That's great. Wait, 10 quadrillion? Wasn't it just quadrillion? I just wanted to read a funny Japanese visual novel. <laughs> I get it now, because... because Okay, so if at the end it's 10 quadrillion, then at the start of the 10 twilights, it's just quadrillion. Okay, yeah, yeah, that does... There's something I still don't understand. We were solving this, and then we got to the part with the mouths, and then we jumped to this. I'm not sure if we're still on the same thing, or... Okay, so this part of the episode got very confusing, so I'm here to quickly summarize everything we've gone through up until this point. So we do know from the epitaph that we are supposed to have a word and then a key made of six letters that we are going to take out from the main word. So the way we get the key, the six-letter key, is by the metaphor at the start. So the freshwater river that is mentioned, it would lead you, by looking at an atlas, to an actual railroad in Taiwan, which the name of the railroad is literally called Freshwater Railroad. So that's how you'd get there. And then the epitaph tells you that you'll travel down it and look for the shore the two will tell you of. So you'll eventually get to a train station, which is composed of three characters, the last one being the character for sure. So you would find the shore that the two would tell you of. And that's the mouth characters we just talked about. So the two characters with the mouth would be telling you about that shore. So that's how you'd know that's the train station you're looking for. And the train station is called Quillian, which has six letters when written with Roman characters. So there you have the sacrifices of the first Twilight that you're going to take out from the main word, which we know it's quadrillion and essentially the way the epitaph wants you to reach the quadrillion word is by what it says on 10th twilight so like rise the number of twilights to the power of each of the golden ones treasures which are four but if you're like me and that doesn't exactly make much sense in your head you can just think about it like Oh, we do note that there are some letters above the door to the chapel which say this door will only open to the probability of one to quadrillion. So since quadrillion and quillion are so similar, you'd essentially be like, oh, so we're going to take out quillion from quadrillion. And that's how you'd solve this part of the epitaph before going into the actual taking out and gouging and all of that stuff, which we are going to get into. No. So that's how you would know the key. So basically in EP3, they talk about how like, oh, maybe the words on the, from the first Twilight to the eighth Twilight are actually about removing words. How did, Ken, how did Kinzo expect anyone to solve this shit? <laughs> what a fucking idiot. <laughs> so the idea is that you take the Killian out and now you just have blank space, U blank space, D, R, blank, blank. L blank O blank. So like that's what you get. You just have that. And then the idea is that on the second twilight, those who remain shall tear the part of the two who are close. So DR used to be stuck together. You pull that apart. Yep. I hope you guys are looking at the chat log because it will make you make your eyes so much easier to understand if you weren't just hearing me saying blank blank all the time. Yeah, yeah. Listeners, please look at the screen. There will surely be text on screen. <laughs> So yeah, this part is the English part now. So this is the easier part. See, but you don't have to know English to do this. Sure, but you sure, do sure. have to know Mandarin. To... So there's that fucking like list of media you need to know before <laughs> reading Umaneko. Oh. 
So like all the books in the Bible and stuff. Do we do we need to add Mandarin to the? Yes. Uh, no, you don't. You truly don't. You have a fucking computer. Okay. That's the most magical uh, thing possible, man. How how like solvable is this? Just I guess for someone who doesn't know Mandarin or Japanese, like just English. You're only able to solve it if you want to solve it. Like I feel like yeah. if you want to solve it, you will go online and Google a bunch of shit, learn a bunch of things about like geography, learn Jap I, like learn some Japanese. Japanese. Like not like saying that, but like I'm just saying like I know people who solve the epitaph easy. Like not easy. Like I don't think solving the epitaph is easy, but like. There are people on YouTube, you, which you can watch, who are completely American-ask American people or Australians. Like, Joe Chrono solved the epitaph in EP3. Like, you can watch their video on it. Like, mm. he's a completely blind reader. Like, he wrote, like, a 17-page paper on it. Like, it's I... a video that's, like, 30, 40 minutes long. I'm pretty sure... Yeah. Okay, that's true. I'm pretty sure Narnith's, like, solved it. Um, so, yes, there are people who solve the okay. epitaph, even in America. So, so it's confirmed who... that it's doable. It's doable. Like, I know, like, Italian people solve the epitaph. Clearly, you don't... You If you want wanted to solve it you'll find a way to solve it and um i'm actually happy that you can't actually just solve it by googling random things like you have to you can't if you just type the word village and shore and then and then station you can't even solve anything you have to like you have to google for very specific things so yeah but anyway point of the story okay. is it's plausible and you shouldn't think that it's implausible we will get there and i will show you like okay. in 2009 japanese people who okay, solved okay, it okay. And stuff. so let's keep going we were on the third twilight correct i yeah yes we get to the third twilight and the idea is that you, when you're praising somebody you're saying like what how would you be able to form that and it's a lord so so that's the third twilight it becomes lord you because it's the lord usuromiya so like that's where the yep. you comes King from Ginzo sucking his own so dick. uh the idea is that the fourth to the um eighth twilight are all actions you would perform if you were actually like at the door and trying to solve like take it off so yep. the idea is that gouge is the idea like you stab something in and you twist it like that's the like basically the action you think of when you gouge something so on the fourth twilight you gouge the head and kill so you twist the l off and then you basically kill it basically as in you take it off so then mm -hmm. then the o then the r then the d then the u yes so yes and then on the 10th twilight at the journey end which just means like now you're done the door fucking opens and yep. you you can go into the golden <laughs> so yeah so that's basically how you solve the epitaph does that kind of make sense to you kirby and yes yes yeah that that makes that makes sense yeah so pretty much to solve it you have to like it, it's not exactly like the uh i guess the murder mysteries where you can just keep where you can probably just keep throwing your uh, self at it with just the information that is presented to you in the game and, and you'll figure it out you have to like actually go like on on online stuff and search that makes that makes sense yeah, yeah i mean i think like i think one of the biggest hints about it is the fact that you see that eva couldn't solve it eva had to look at an atlas to solve it and that's yeah. a very big hint. yeah i think i think that probably should have should have given it away from me like, i think as in like that's not something that you could just like oh like come up in the top of your head like you have to go yeah. look at an atlas this is why i fucking hate riddles and like like logic puzzles way more than i like riddles because you fucking need to be on a similar wavelength of the person making it 
Like, I don't look at this and think, alright, let me, let me whip out my map of Taiwan. <laughs> or like, let me, let me, let me think of how this, um, fish is actually a train. Well, but you would, you would think of Taiwan because of the in-game hints, like, could I was going in, on a vacation to Taiwan. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Specifically because it had ties to Kinzo and he wanted to look for some kind of clue. Or he just wanted to connect with Taiwan. Yeah, but yeah, uh, correct. So even if you didn't think like the same wavelength thing, but like Umineko still gave you some hints, like the Taiwan hints, I think is really important. They mention a lot, They act, like in EP4, they talk about like the epitaph has something to do with the chapel door. And that's also how you would know the quadrillion word. Yeah. I don't know if any listener out there know Japanese, but yes, I do know that the Japanese way is solving the quadrillion part is different. I know it's capital. I know it's cool. I know it's K. I'm not going to explain it because clearly we're just, we're now we're just babbling. So now we're going to talk about theories that basically didn't go to fruition and that was mentioned in Umineko and just things that weren't mentioned in Umineko. Yeah. If you thought like solving the epitaph was hard for like American people or just people who spoke English, now you can see how hard it was to solve if you were just Japanese and you didn't understand jack shit. Mm-hmm. What? Or not in, didn't understand jack shit. As in, if you were Japanese and you still like was like basically led onto a wrong path. Like, like yeah, yeah. you know? So these, these are... I assume the two most popular theories for Yukishi to mention them. Yes, correct. It happens in the EP4 where Angel says like, oh, there's Enogura theory and La Plata theory. Mm-hmm. So Enogura theory is what I'm going to explain first because I actually think it's pretty good theory. Okay. And then I'm going to s- explain La Plata theory, which I think is kind of wild. Let's go. So Enogura. Enogura is a very funny pun. So Enogura is a place in Japan. But also, e no ura means behind the painting. <laughs> so the idea is that they're like, oh, the key to the golden land rests behind e no ura, like rests behind the painting, like as in Beatrice's painting. So the idea is that it starts from a train line. So the idea is that like, oh, nostalgic river of the sweet fish that runs through my hometown. And so you know how Odawara is the hometown they mentions? Like that, like even though they thought like that they thought Kingsville didn't have a lot of connection to. Uh, the idea yes. is that still like Tokaido mainline is like, it's the line that runs through like Odawara. So th- this theory also still rests on the idea that you would arrive at the station, like the train station theory. So essentially, the story mentions Kinza's hometown and people took that and found the train station. Now we're looking at the train rail that passes through that yes. station. They still arrived at the train station idea, but instead of searching it from, I don't know, Taiwan, which is a place that were never mentioned, they started in uh, Odaiwara, which is the place that they actually mentioned in the story, which is where they said, like, King Zoa didn't have that much, like, a connection to. But it was at least a place that was mentioned. Mm-hmm. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. So the idea is that you start from the Tokyo Dai main line. So the down line is the other side of Tokyo. So therefore, you're heading towards... Uh, um, Atami, and then you will soon find a village. So, like, the idea is that the map symbol looks like, like, two, like, this is basically, like, more thoughts of you, like, basically no Japanese, like, characters, and it looks like there's, like, a pair, 
And the idea is like you think about well, then you say the the pair who to speak because of the mouth. You see it like you see the pair, and then they are like, oh, what? it's right there. <laughs> so so, cute. What the? It, it's okay. This is I told you like this has something to do with like more like you have to understand like Japanese uh, like map systems. So I'm going to show you what Sato looks like. I can't explain this because none of like it's like it's a lot of Japanese understanding and what they look at like pictures. the epitaph has a cultural barrier. Yes, Kenzo be like, yeah, the epitaph is easy, just no Japanese. Well, yeah, if he was talking to his fucking children, then I hope they he understands Japanese. Okay, okay, fair, fair. Did I just see a Buddhist swastika in the Japanese? symbols uh that's basically it means a buddha symbol it's a it means a buddha it's basically just it's a buddha um yeah but just seeing that while you're scrolling by just catches my yeah, attention yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah it's just means a temple that it's the same in china too if you look at that that's a that's a temple sign i'm waving my temple flag around what are you complaining <laughs> about <laughs> okay okay so Okay, so then you go down, you go down the um, the line of the train, and you're supposed to find this like this symbol. This symbol is supposed to be the symbol for Doc. Yeah. And it kind of looks like this character, which is the village character. So it kind of looks like it. Oh my God. Okay. How I much can... of a stretch? <laughs> I can kind of see that. So then uh, the word uh, for the like the Doc. You can pronounce it with like Ryo and Ryoko. So this character, I will show you what it looks like. So do you see these two characters? Yeah. So when they're pronounced together, it pronounced something different. But if you pronounce them individually, you can kind of pronounce them as Ryo, which means two, Kyoko, which means mouth. So then you're like, oh, you get the two, and then you get the mouth. Now okay, you you have that part. Wait, wait, wait. Where did where did the characters come from? So first thing is is that this. Lee, which is originally the village, right? So this character kind of looks like the symbol that I just showed you, which is yes. this like weird-looking symbol. Yeah. And that weird-looking symbol on a map means a dock, like a like a fishing dock. Ah, and fishing dock is Ryoko. Is 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 look like this, and you can pronounce it as Ryoko. And Ryo means okay. two, and Ko means mouth. Okay. And then you're like, oh, now you get the two in the mouth thing done. Okay. And then you arrive at Enoura. So Enoura is a state. It's a place down that rail line. So then the idea is that on the first night you will give the Enoura place those letters up, and Enoura is six letters. Hmm. So it's six letters for the key. So okay. Th- so they were like, you know, it sounds pretty good. <laughs> so the idea is that like the this Enoura theory um, is pretty supported for a long time because they were like, yeah, totally. Like the um, they were like the totally the 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 way to lead down to the Golden Land is totally just behind the fucking painting. Like you know what I mean? Okay, but. Wait, because we got to the six characters for the key, but we still don't know what we're going to remove the characters from. Correct. And this theory never gets to that point. 
So it doesn't actually have the second part of the theory. A lot of these theories don't actually know which is the word that they're supposed to take away from. Okay. So this one is like, they're like, Enoura and blah, blah, blah. So this theory was backed up a lot by a lot of people because they were like, you know, it makes a lot of sense. There's a two mouth thing too. Like it, it sounds pretty legit. And also because of the, the hometown that they mentioned. So that's the theory. Okay, that's interesting. So that's the theory that they was mentioned first in so that was mentioned in or mentioned in the ep4 okay now it's time for la plata la plata theory gets fucking wild yes okay so let's go la plata theory is says that maybe the key to the golden land is actually the la plata river like the reno de la plata in south america what yes what, what do they do with that information like south america Siconia reference yo <laughs> okay, so, so 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 I'm gonna do the same. I'm gonna basically plug a really shitty translation version because I didn't do this translation. I just I just Google translated it because I'm lazy and but I'm gonna explain it with more explanation than ever. Okay. Uh, so you can understand why what I'm talking about. The idea is that the Plata theory starts with like the word like the fresh water like the the fresh water fish like the that fish is a Japanese fish. Ayu is a Japanese fish. Mm-hmm. So they're like, okay, the nostalgic hometown, easy. That's Japan. It's just a whole ass country. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Wait, wait. You forgot to, to explain something. So Ayu literally means sweet fish. Is that it? Yes, that's the sweet okay. fish. I use the sweet fish. The sweet fish is a Japanese kind of fish. So if they are talking about the sweet fish that, like the sweet fish that run through my hometown, then the hometown is definitely <laughs> just Japan. Okay. And then you're like, okay, then you start from the J- Japan. So then you think about like, oh, the fresh fish water. It's a line that runs across the whole earth from east to west, centering on uh, Tokyo, the capital of Japan. So then where does that go? If you like, if you loop around the world, then you get to the other side which is like if you start from japan and you loop around the world then you get to like south america America. so then so then so then this is a cool fun part why are we looping around the world because you're basically like (laughs) because you're following down the sweet fish river like Uh, is the river the ocean uh yes or it's it's like no it's it's like the equator. If you're standing on one side of the equator and you're like, I'm going to fall on the line to get the other side. It's like, it's the other side of the equator. So if you follow the line of uh, Japan as the capital and then you had to like basically like go from like all across, like as a circle, you get to like South America. But anyway, we're going to get, we're, we're, there's going to be way more ridiculous part of this. So then you have to look for like, oh, like what's the village of like, the village that like goes through the freshwater river it's supposed to be like that that country's capital get it like the village and capital and then they're like you could hitori means like two people but you also could say hitori li as also this means two village and it's because in those are like puns in japanese like two people and two village could sound the same so if you keep going down to the freshwater uh, river you will go you will get to you'll get to buenos Aires, which is the capital oh of argentina <laughs> that is so dumb and no, then, this is great. And, no no and then it gets We're to you're in argentina <laughs> now that's so dumb you get to like two village okay so the idea is that you will get to the idea is like kitori which is like the two capitals you have to get two capitals that it's on that's on the shore and then 
so you would get so the idea is like the the two people on the shore the two people who are talking on the shore about the shore so then it becomes like two capitals on the shore okay, okay. and so now you're looking for two capitals that basically like two countries capitals that's on like on the a shore. water or something okay. yeah okay. on the shore makes more sense now uh, so then if you keep going like that you would get to uh and you would get to the if you write down so uh what the f- Fuck. Agree. Okay, sorry. I'm like literally reading this right now and I'm like brain is exploding. No, I'm reading it and I really like the part where it's like the Rio de la Plata was discovered in 1516 by Spanish voyager Juan Diaz. It's like this is just this is Yeah, so you can go away from the Atlantic Ocean to the <laughs> Pacific Ocean. Yeah. So so then uh so then the idea is that if you keep thinking about the two people who are talking about the shore you are supposed to find two uh, like the two capitals and then between that there is rio de la plata and then if you get to the rio de la plata then you see the word um so but then the word plata is not six letters it's only five letters so the idea is like plata is like silver and silver is six letters this is... and silver <laughs> is the key to the golden land so then you just take off all of the letters of silver and you have nothing <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so that's what la plata theory means and why it's kind of ridiculous i will explain why it why did ryukishi even acknowledge this this is canon <laughs> this is so dumb this theory is canon to umaneko why would it even be english i'm sure there's many more languages in which the word for silver has six letters like what is this american-centric way of looking at but this? like the idea but, but, I mean, but the idea is that like the whole thing is that kingzo loves western yeah. yeah he loves western stuff so clearly yes, he his, loves he loves European stuff, not American. I mean, this is not even American anymore. This is South America. Yeah, this is yeah, South America. Which, which just makes it more dumb that they would pick silver, which is a North American word, or I guess from England, not South American. I mean, I like, mean as we all know, no one speaks English in Europe. Yeah. <laughs> At the time this was written, did we even know that Kinzo fucking had a big boner for Italy? Like pro- probably not. I assume. Anyway, what 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 let's keep going with this theory. So so you get, yeah. Um, no, that, that's it. That's literally that's it. it. You it's, don't it's, actually. It, it's insanity. It, it's just <laughs> what a dumb theory. No, it's, no, it, no. It's the greatest theory of all time. It is just canon in the Umanako universe that some some fucking people thought this up and thought it was a real good theory like the first theory made sense yeah like the first theory kind of makes sense this one is like you go to south america and you go to the rio de plata and you find the word silver and you remove all the letters and you get nothing which is i guess the key to the i don't know i mean we i haven't even there's uh those are the two theories that was actually mentioned by Ryukishi. so before the recording started i explained to des what's the umbilical cord theory umbilical. which is it's called the, his- the umbilical cord what? Theory. Umbil- what? okay uh, so the umbilical cord theory doesn't actually work that well but i would try to explain it to you it's interesting it's an interesting theory but it doesn't work that well at all so are you ready yeah. This yes. gets fucking stupid. Right. 
So the ambiblical chord theory starts with like, oh, the river in this case, instead of being like train stations, it's actually blood. So the idea is that like, oh, the the hometown, the like the beloved hometown is actually the mother figure of the household, which is Kinzo's wife. See, you can't say Kinzo's wife doesn't exist in the story anymore, can you? <laughs> <laughs> and then if you go down if you go down of like you follow the river down downwards it means like you're following the blood downwards like you're like and if you keep following down you get to the you get to the village where like you you will find the village and the idea is like a village is where people live so it's the womb so you have now oh. you have arrived at the womb. <laughs> yes, because people live in the womb. This sounds like a parody of what people think <laughs> feminist literature is. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, yes, yes. Well, 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 it gets even fucking wilder. So, so you know, like, so you know how, like, in the uh, in the tra- uh, in the epitaph, there's the part that says, "In the village, you would look for the shore the two will tell you of." So the two mouths. So like, think about it. Two mouths. It's the it's you're following it and it's the mother's mouth and the child's mouth and it's the 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 connection between the child and the mother it's a biblical cord and then that's where like the golden like the golden land lives and then maybe you like you now you have to follow like kingzel's wife's bloodline down like and then to see like who are the people who are down there maybe you use their names as keys and you pick six people out of their names and blah 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 and so that's the idea of the theory they even have a note underneath and it says of the foreshadowing for this uh theory is that in ep3 eva beatrice keeps saying like why don't you just bite on your umbilical cord and die umbilical it's not umbilical oh sorry (laughs) umbilical i don't know why it's such a hard word for me umbilical cord so she keeps saying that umbilical cord and die and then eva beatrice keeps saying that like she says that a lot like i think she she like and she even says like why don't you crawl back into your mother womb and yeah, then yeah. like oh. yeah 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 so like that's the idea of the foreshadowing she doesn't say that a lot she says that that specific thing once what do they think the resolution to this theory would have been like like is battler going to find his dead mom's grave at the <laughs> dead mom's yeah. grave at the island and just maybe saw it open I don't he digs know. it up, but he's like, oh, I, I got the umbilical cord. Time to just put it into the key slot. My home! <laughs> he puts it in his inventory. Puts it in That's so gross. That's basically only, like, some of the Japanese ones uh, that is about the weird theories. But the interesting thing is, is that you can, if you go on to the umineko info, dot info, that's the Japanese version of the wiki, you can actually see, like, the BBS board, which is that saying, like, in 2009, May 21st, some Japanese person said, I'm right now just, like, study, studying over, like, like studying overseas in Taiwan right now. And now I'm thinking about it. Have anybody talked about the idea of, like, Taiwan, Taipei, like, um, epitaph theory yet? I think it's, and this is how they solve it. Like, they're like, oh, look, like, Chilean, Kilian, maybe that has something to do with Taiwan. And then if you go down to see, like, the Umineko info where you read a bunch of Japanese people's random comments and they're just like, holy shit, how the fuck did they solve this in 2009? That's insane. Good job for that one person who, like, studied overseas in Japan. Okay, wait, so I see the BBS dates are there and uh, the fucking epitaph was solved on my seventh birthday. 
that's so cute. <laughs> nice. <laughs> that's amazing. You know, there is something I, I did want to bring up about just like the epitaph kind of as a closing thought, but only when we're done with like all of our theories. Okay, is there any other yeah. stupid theory you want to bring up? No, um, the rest of the theories are more Japanese. I can't even begin to explain to you. Yes, please but do. I would like to mention this. Uh, there are theories that are called uh, the Saturday theory, which is that the first six, uh, the first six that you're giving of a sacrifice are actually the six days of the week. So if you say Ogon Kyo is like, and instead of saying Ogon Kyo, you say Ogon Noko. Ogon Kyo is Golden Land, right? Ogon Kyo means Golden Land. Yes, Ogon Kyo okay. means Golden Land. But then if you say Ogon No Kyo, and then you read it a different way, and instead of becoming Ogon No Go, it actually becomes a parallelogram, which is just very weird. And then you're supposed to like take out a bunch of words from like from like the Saturdays and blah blah blah. It's like a week weekend weekday blah blah. That's a theory. I just wanted to put that out there. There's a lot more theories. There's a whole fucking theory that involves a different place in Japan that that's even even longer it's called the owari theory and the i'm not gonna explain it but owari is a place in japan and it's in hokkaido like it's a place in hokkaido but the idea is that owari is uh mentioned because owari in japanese also means the end so in when they on the 10th twilight it says when the the journey gets to the end it actually the journey gets to owari which is a place in japan and they're like so what would be the the six letters that's supposed to be the key the key would be instead of being awadi which is only three sounds it would be the end which is t-h-e-e-n-d that's six letters so that's the key so that's another theory and there's even more is there any archival of like english theories on like chan boards um i don't know i really wish there were and if, maybe they were on um lokenjima.org before they shut that whole place down um the, the site's archived i mean yeah i guess so so maybe we can go on there and to look at it because i imagine i mean i have read a lot of weird chan board like 4chan theories about like all the beatrice theories i read a lot of them they're pretty funny I also have read Chinese like theories like they are really weird. That's why I totally I for the longest time I totally still love the theory that Amakusa is actually Kiria's son. I still think that's what? a hilarious theory. <laughs> but yes, you 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 have to get into that another day. Okay, yeah, we'll we'll talk about it. The Amakusa Kiria son theory is a great theory. So, um Kirby, what was your closing thought? It's just something that I was thinking of while while we were talking about how to solve uh, you know, the, the, the epitaph. And I just want, I just guess I just wanted your guys' opinions on this. Like, I feel like, and maybe this is just me having the, uh, epitaph having, like having it be at least partially something you have to like kind of do internet research, r research for. And maybe you guys won't agree. Maybe this is just for me is a little, is at least a little bit counterintuitive to how I went into Umineko because, because Umineko, like, I guess, and it would be fine if it, if it was still like something that was coming out, but Umineko being a solved mystery, I am like hesitant to look up anything about it at all because like I could look up like oh station or something and pretty much just like get the whole epitaph solved for me. So I'm just oh, curious. Yeah, 100%. Uh, I'm just curious if you guys think that the epitaph is actually like technically harder to solve now that now that the mystery is fully out versus versus it having it back in the day because you have to be a lot more careful to research like what specific 
specifically you research and watch like spoilers pretty much like you don't want to be spoiled like, so, you, so you're afraid that like a wiki page might pop up or something yeah yeah like yeah like if i tried to solve it i might just like get a wiki page that just says like oh here's the answer like right away yeah like which is which is you know yeah i think that like the way that this mystery is made or that the epitaph riddle was made is that it was a riddle that was made to be solved by like a community and like mm -hmm. it it seems like it does work for that because it isn't like so cut and dry that they just get it immediately because like if you don't get the like the first st step or the origin point you will go in very fucking wild places <laughs> with the same inputs yeah. that seem to give off outputs that makes sense yeah. But, like, I don't think it really works very well as, like, just a... It's not that intuitive as, a, like, I will give this riddle to a person for them to solve. Yeah, I don't imagine yeah, like, that it's a, it's a very well standalone. There isn't really that community aspect for solving Umineko anymore. Yeah, like... Because it's just, no. like, you just read it by yourself. Or you're, like, reading it around other people who already know everything about Umineko and have already watched, like, <laughs> yeah, already yeah, exactly. seen ten other people go through reading Umineko. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I think... I don't. Sorry. Uh, Des, do you want to go first? No, no, you go first, because I don't agree. I, I mean, I could see what you mean by that, said I don't actually think... I mean, just like we said, like, the epitaph is not something you just read in a vacuum, like... You read it through the long-ass journey of reading Umineko. Like, mm -hmm. as in, like, it keeps coming up. And Ryukishi doesn't necessarily not give you chances to solve it. As in, like, Ryukishi doesn't explain it until EP7. At mm -hmm. that point, you would have an already racked up, I don't know, 150 hours if you were lucky. Yeah. I guess. And, I'm, and I don't even think people can solve it. Like, most people don't solve it. I did not solve it. Like, I'm not, I'm not sitting here thinking, like, wow, I'm so much better than all of you people. I have solved the epitaph. I did not solve it. Like, I read it in Chinese. Like, I fucking, I was a child. I, like, didn't understand how to solve it until, like, very later when I read, like, the solutions, like, five times or something. I also, one, one thing I'd say about that makes it all less intuitive is that, like, Umaneko is, like, a closed circle mystery in, like, just a house over the course of two days. So, like, if this was, like, a more, like, open kind of narrative or of just people, like, trying to solve something with, like, freedom of movement, I, I, it would have made a bit more sense to me, like, look up external information. But, mm -hmm. like, in a closed circle mystery with, like, taking place in a very specific yeah. location. No, 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 no. I would have assumed that, like, all the information would be presented to solve it yeah. in the thing. But it is. I mean, it, it like, all the information is presented in the story. I, I mean, like, all the information, like, contained exactly to solve it and not just, like, things that you would still need to look up. Yeah, but Tian said, you have to understand that the story, sure, is restricted to this silent on these two days, but the characters are not. And you do know that these characters went out into the world to look for clues. So it's not like... Yeah, but... You know... It's more like m mindsets that a... Yeah, yeah. It's the mindset that the story... The location would give you. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it, it's the mindset that the story would give you versus uh, the, you know... I mean, I personally think... I, I do understand what do you mean by, like, you think Nuikishi had boxed you in here. But I do have to say, like... Um, even if you didn't try to solve it at the end of EP4, I still think, like, Umineko gives you plenty of hints 
of where it could have possibly be. And it literally tells you, like, they're like, Eva did not solve it until she had an epi- like, she, until she had a, a, a atlas. Like, yeah. and I think that's a very important hint. Like, as in saying, like, you couldn't have solved it until you have an epitaph. Like, mm-hmm. in EP5, like, I even think, like, EP5 is a really good example. EP5 gives you so much hints because that's a second time when two people actually solve the epitaph again. Like, it's, um, like, Erica and Battler. Like, they solve the epitaph together, and they go through the whole epitaph all over again, explaining all the fucking ideas. They, at that point, they even tell you that it opens at the chapel. So then you at that point, you're like, oh, Quadrillion has to have something to do with this. And it's not, like, just, like, a one-off thing. Like, that's the point where you actually make that connection. I mean, I mean, like, I'm saying all of this as a person who basically back-solved this whole thing. Like, yeah. I went back to cherry-pick all of the specific points that, like, yeah, basically all the hints that give you in, like, I guess, like, 200 hours of reading. But, I mean, I don't think it is truly, you're, I don't think it's truly able to say that, like, Luigi didn't give you enough information. I, mm. I think that, like, right. I guess you're not I guess I am kind of, I'm kind of saying this from the from the mindset of someone who just like off the bat was just kind of like i don't think i'm gonna try to solve this <laughs> so which is totally fine i mean a lot of i mean i i also i was like i don't fucking know what you're talking about i was like isn't this just for the murders like what do you mean yeah. you can actually solve this what do you mean i'm supposed even... to go to taiwan yeah exactly i tried to solve it I followed the whole Chinese river from one side to the other. I, I tried a few times, but I figured, like, okay, I am, at least just my mindset going into it, I am going to have to look stuff up about this, so I'm either, so I'm either going to have to ask the people I know who know Umaneko and just hope they don't give me too many, like, super just, like, easy clues, or look it up and potentially spoil myself. And between those two, I, but between those two, I, I just chose to try and solve it on my own without looking anything up, which I guess I, I didn't think about. Yeah, I think, I think I totally understand what you mean by that. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, funny story, Kirby, since you mentioned this, mm-hmm. um, I do want to say like, I'm glad that in the epitaph is not powerful enough on the Google for you to basically, if you basically type the word shore and you type the word village and mm-hmm. station and nothing comes up, which is great. Yeah, that's good. Because that would really <laughs> suck if you just like type those three random ass words in and it just showed up and that would fuck my life yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, because then you'll be like, well, fuck, I guess that just solves it for me. No point in even yeah, trying exactly. now. But however, I would have to say this. Um, I did think it was really funny because my friend uh, Dubs, who is the one who's currently reading it, um, loves doing outside research because he is a puzzle solver. Like he does puzzle hunts and stuff and he writes them as well. And he did a lot of outside research while we were reading Lumineko. And one of the things that he looked up when he was looking around about numbers and chessboards is that he found out the letter, the, 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 the phrase Shannon number. Do you know what a Shannon number is? No, I don't. Yes. So the Shannon number is named after this American mathematician. And it's the idea is that in chess, there's there's only like a specific amount of moves you can make. Mm-hmm. And the, the amount of moves you can make is 10 to the power of 120. Right. And that's called the Shannon number. And that's it's basically like the limited amount of moves you can make in chess. Mm-hmm. And when he found that out, my brain was like, fuck because that's basically a really cool like easter egg you're supposed to understand after you finish all of umineko and you're like oh i get it it's the shannon number because there's only a certain amount of moves and there's chess Mm -hmm. and shannon is the murderer like you know what i mean like it's like that kind of stuff but it was really funny because when he found it out he was like huh 
kind of cool. I wonder what that is about. <laughs> also, Shannon's, uh, look, it's Shannon's <laughs> name. We like Shannon. <laughs> it's just, like, meanwhile, I'm, like, sitting there, like, screaming into my soul. Like, could you imagine what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, I, like, <laughs> yeah, just like, oh, my God, it makes so much sense now. It was just so embarrassing because I was just, yeah. like, Oh God! Thank Jesus! I was like, I thank God, like Umineko is not that popular enough that like he doesn't like after reading like the wiki page of Shannon number, it doesn't say like in popular culture, Umineko <laughs> also has Shannon. Like, do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah, so, yeah. This yeah, was a TV is... tropes article. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah, I mean the t- I love TV tropes. Umineko TV tropes is such a great time to read i okay i definitely think like the solving aspect of umineko gets harder because now there's just too many people who know everything about umineko and then there's just people who are completely clueless which is why i have an aneurysm every single time i get onto r slash umineko guys i got spoiled on umineko i found out that kira is a murderer should i even continue reading <laughs> okay don't 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 okay don't make fun of those people like i that, that's that's a genuine concern that some people have and i understand that <laughs> yeah i know the I people we can make fun of are the people who like you know what we shouldn't make fun of anybody but go fans we should ma- no <laughs> go fans. we should make fun of everybody guys i just guys do i start you with uh with the question or the answer arcs i don't know golden fantasia golden fantasia, fantasia. <laughs> But yeah, so um, I think this should be the end of the episode yeah, now. Yeah, I, 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 I think we're good. Actually, I guess maybe one more, like, one just, like, random thought about the epitaph. Okay. Um, sure, go for is it. That, I, I, I don't really like how it, it's, like, once you, like, get to the solution of it, there's, like, no real way to, like, feel like you got the solution. Because, like, at the end, you're just like, I have letters. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, it isn't like, oh, this makes sense. Or you're just like, it, it, if, like, the thing hasn't come out yet or you haven't gotten to the end of it you're just like what do i it, is that it it's, yeah you just wait for the story to confirm it yeah kind of like it's designed like a puzzle in a video game but in a video game you'd be able to input the solution uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, yeah maybe yeah. maybe you do he just should have programmed something that you if you go to like a picture and you like type in those letters and like something pops out and be like you did it <laughs> i mean that'd be like data mind immediately <laughs> yeah unfortunately that's it, true it, it'd be data or mind. like webs maybe a website but that would also get like kind of data mind if you're not careful so it's just kind of like one of those situations where you're screwed if you do you're screwed if you don't. a lot of um and echo and like higurashi are like very much Ryukishi writing it, writing a novel as a game, but I feel like that's one aspect that kinda only kinda does need to be a game and it's not a novel designed as a game. Yeah. Interesting thought. Yeah, yeah, I think probably the epitaph, and maybe the, this is just my uh, personal opinion, but I think the epitaph, while it is good and interesting, is the weakest part of the mystery the these mystery, days yes i i really like I, I i i really like solving the murder mystery that's probably the most fun i had is just spending like hours just sitting in front of my thing looking over like lp archives just going back and <laughs> forth trying to be like okay how could this be solved like like kirby you should totally be on our next book club one I, uh, yeah, the, yeah yeah it's tomorrow right yeah. Yeah, like with like no, with like oh. most of the mysteries in the in Umineko, it is like the mysteries kind of like lead onto each other or like are tangled. Where like if you figure out something, you actually like 
gain an understanding, whereas, like, the epitaph is just a riddle that is yeah. just, like, oh, can we, can we solve this? Which, like, would have been fun for the community, but, like, right now you just don't get anything yeah. from solving it. And I think that's the biggest thing for me, is the epitaph is, is the epitaph feels like a community thing, but not really. Like, if you solve it, you don't get, like, a name or, like, a date or anything that you're like, aha, this connects to the story. I, I know more. It's just, like, letters. Letters. <laughs> <laughs> because unlike with the mergers, there's really, supposedly, only one way of solving them, as opposed to this, where there's as much ways of solving the epitaph as you're able to stretch your limit of what you accept as a feasible. I mean, that's, I don't even think people agree with that. People call, people constantly make different murders. No, wait, well, wait, no, 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 no. Okay, okay, okay. No, people constantly make different theories for murders because people forget stuff like Knox and the author, the, the detective's authority because realistically there's only one way of solving it that corresponds both to the game board explanation and to the heart of the story and yeah. to the to the Knox rules and to the, the, the like to all of that shit you know yeah I'd say the thing about the murders is that like solving them has like a very direct criteria that like if it's valid, it's valid, whereas, like, the riddle is, or the epitaph is, like, an input to a code, and, like, you can't input it, so it's just, like, <laughs> you wouldn't know, like, when you've ended. Yeah. Maybe we needed some other crazy, crazy Omaneko character who could come up with uh, rules for the epitaph. Yeah, so, so, so I guess, like, the best way if you were a epitaph solver is that maybe... Uh, if you solved it before EP5, when you get to EP5 and they're talking about it and they finally get to, like, the chapel, maybe you're like, fuck, yeah, I knew it was the chapel all along. Because, like, at least, like, I read you all the other theories. None of them mention the chapel. Like, no. they, they they only have the key part, but they don't have, like, what's to open it. Like, yeah, you know? yeah. all of them forgot about George. Yeah. Which, I mean, I don't blame them. So, yeah, so, I mean, I guess that will be the most satisfying part if you were a epitaph solver, is that EP5 will be a payoff for you. Yeah. So, yeah. I guess that's one way to see it. Yeah. I wonder how many people even solved it, anyways. Like, actually got it. So, I think this is the end of the episode. Thank you for listening. Uh, I hope you gained a some kind of understanding of the epitaph, the Japanese language, yeah. uh, Chinese language, and English. And uh, <laughs> also, hopefully, Des will do a good enough job to cut this so it wouldn't be two hours long or to be too confusing. So, yeah, thank you so much. Mm. I'm going to steal Lorenzo's uh, sign-off line and tell you to see cats do crime. And I think we're it. <laughs> Goodbye. Goodbye. See you fucking go learn Mandarin if you want to solve this. Bye-bye.